Welcome to Linda's Corner. My name is Linda Bjork, and today we're going to be talking about creating an amazing future. I'm delighted to welcome special guest Frank Williams. Frank is a life coach, motivational speaker, fitness trainer, mental skills coach, and former correction officer. You can reach Frank at his website, mbxlife.com, and I'll include a link in the description. Welcome, Frank. I'm so glad that you could join with me today. Linda, thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Thank you. And I love talking to people who are on the same page of trying to help make the world a better place, one person at a time, by making people create awesome futures. And I love your statement that I can't rewrite your past, but I can help you write and create an amazing future. And I love that for so many reasons, because so many people think this is what happened in the past. So that is what I am. And that's all I have to look forward to. And that is so discouraging. And I love the idea that we can help people create change. Now, would you mind sharing your story? What, what led you to this? What was that defining moment that said, you know what? I need to do something a little different. There are actually uh, two questions I get asked often. Uh, the first one is, how did you become a life coach? Or why did you become a life coach? And why did you become a motivational speaker? Oh. The reason I became a life coach had to do with an inmate I dealt with one time while working in a prison. The floor I was assigned to was a floor where all the inmates were in for murder or manslaughter. Mm. One day, while in the lobby area on that floor, two inmates came off the elevator. They had just come back from court. One gentleman stood about 6'4", 250 pounds. The other gentleman stood about 5'4", maybe 130 pounds. But it was the big guy that concerned me because he was so angry. And I looked at his fist and he had his fist clenched. And I knew right away that I had to get these two individuals back into their cells. So I went over to the control room and I knocked on the window and I motioned to the officer inside to open up the Sally Port gate. Now, the Sally Port gate is a small area you step into and the Sally Port gate has to close behind you before the gate to the inmate housing area opens up. So all three of us step inside and the gate, Sally Port gate closes, but the gate to the inmate housing area does, doesn't open up right away. And I could see this inmate just getting The rage was unbelievable. The anger that he was holding inside was unbelievable. And I knew that something, if that gate didn't open up soon, that something was going to happen. So he's talking to the the other inmate and he's telling the other inmate, he says to him, he says, I don't care what they do to me. They can't do anything else. I'm going to kill somebody else. Now, this man had just come back from court and was sentenced to three consecutive life sentences for killing three people. And he said to the inmate, he says, I'm going to kill somebody else. And Linda, I knew it was coming. He looked at me. He pointed at me. He says, I'm going to kill you. The next thing I knew, we were face to face. Now, the rage in this man was unbelievable. I had never witnessed anything in my life like this. I was a rookie at the time. Physically, he was there. Mentally, he was gone. So I knew I had to stay calm and try to keep the situation under control. But having studied the martial arts for many years, I saw an opening and I knew I had to take it. So I said to myself, count to three. When you get to three, you have to, you have to act. So I started my count. It was one, two. I don't get to three. This little guy, the other enemy, squeezes in between us, pushes the big guy back and says, 
what the hell do you think you're doing threatening Officer Williams? He's the only officer that's ever been kind to us and showed us respect. He says, now, you tell Officer Williams you're sorry before I kill you. So the big guy puts his head down. He walks over to me, puts his hand out. He shakes my hand. He says, Officer Williams, I'm so sorry. No sooner does he finish those words that the gate to the inmate housing area opens up and they both go inside. But Linda, behind me, I had steel bars. To the right of me, I had a concrete wall. To the left of me, I had steel bars. And behind the inmate uh, was steel bars. Now, this was not a big area. And I knew that this was going to be very dangerous. Something really bad was going to happen. But thank God it didn't happen. But I couldn't help but wonder for a while how this man's life could have been different if someone or something had intervened at an earlier stage and had shown him or given him the resources and the skills to make better decisions, to take a better path in life. So that's, and I made a promise to myself that when I was finished with law enforcement, that I would become a life coach and help as many people as I possibly can. But the, other, the one thing I realized was after the situation was over, how grateful I should have been for all the things I already had in my life. I took a lot of things for granted. But because of the situation, I wake up, wake up every day and I thank God that I have another day to make my life better as well as helping other people make their lives better. So that was the reason why I became a life coach. The reason I mm -hmm. became a motivational speaker was because of another inmate. One of my responsibilities was to serve or oversee the serving of breakfast and lunch to the inmates. Now, I had inmates that had worked for me who actually did the serving to the other inmates. One day during lunch, one of the inmates that worked for me had gotten into an argument with one of the inmates on the lunch line. I went over and I broke it up. And after lunch and after all the other inmates went back to their housing area, I spoke to this young man that worked for me. And I said, listen, I said, you have a great thing going here. I said, but if you argue again, I have to fire you. Linda, he looked me right in the eyes. He said, Officer Williams, I don't give a damn. I have 60 years to go. I was stunned. This young man was 21 and isn't going to see the outside of a prison wall until he's 81. So because of this young man, I made a promise to myself that when I was finished with law enforcement, I would talk to every high school and college kid that I possibly could to let them know that life is incredible. You're going to have your tough times, but life can be incredible if you have the right mindset and the right tools. So because of this young man is why I became a motivational speaker. Wow. Okay. Those are some amazing stories. So I'm thinking as we're talking about your, your opening where I can't rewrite your past, but I can help you write and create a beautiful future or and I'm thinking for these, for these, I mean, once you're behind bars, things are going to be a little tricky, but I would imagine that for these men that what, before they got to that side of the bars, they were probably already thinking, Frank, you're an idiot. This is my life. This is as good as it gets. That's so correct. how do you get someone who's in that place who feels like, there, there is no hope for me. Yeah, that might be fine for those other people, but not me. Not me. 
how do you help reach out to somebody who feels that level of hopelessness and despair? Yeah. Uh, the first thing you need to do is you need to be aware of who you are and what your surroundings are like. And you have to, you have to want to get help. Okay. Um, some, some people find it very hard to ask for help because of their environment they grew up in. It's all they know or knew. Uh, so it could be difficult, but the individual has to want to seek out the help. But because of the environment, it can be very hard for them. I, I've had many clients over the years who have just been down and out and have been so frustrated that they, they've given up on their goals. To give you a, a, a story, I had a gentleman years ago. He had been smoking for 25 years. He tried the gum, the patches, the hypnosis, the counseling, everything, and nothing worked. So he came to my office and he asked me if I could help him. Now, before I answered yes, I thought about it and I said, boy, what a great challenge this would be for me, but what a life-changing event this could be for this man. So I said to him, I will definitely try to help you. So we did our life coaching sessions by phone and by email, and we did it once a week. After the third week, he calls me up and he asked me if he could take me out to lunch. So we go out to lunch, we sit at the table. He leans over the table and he says to me, we're done. So I paused for a moment and I said, okay, I understand smoking is a very hard addiction and sometimes you just can't do it. I said, but be proud of what you accomplished these last three weeks. Now, this was a gentleman who really was down and out. He just lost hope that he was never going to be able to stop smoking. So I said to him, I said, be proud of what you, you accomplished these past three weeks. So he leans over the table again and he says to me, no, you don't understand. We did it. I haven't had a cigarette in three weeks, the longest I have ever gone. Now, out of curiosity, I lean over the table and I said, how is it that a man that smokes for 25 years has tried to gum the patches, hypnosis, the counsel, everything, and all of a sudden decides he's quit smoking in three weeks? He said, Frank, it was the way you helped me believe in myself and that I can do it. Today, Linda, this man is 16 years smoke-free. Every time his wife sees me, she gives me a, <laughs> she gives me a great big hug. So uh, there's three things. If people really, truly want to accomplish things in life, the first thing is what I call the three Ds, decisions, determine, direction. Almost everything that we have done up to this point in our lives has been based on the decisions we've made. We decide who our friends are. We decide what career we choose. We decide what car to drive. And it is the individual and only the individual who will make the complete decision as to what the rest of their life is going to look like. They are the author of their own life. The pen is in their hand. And it is my hope that everyone listening to this can look back someday at their life and say, wow, what an incredible story I wrote and what an incredible life I've lived. So the first thing is you really have to make that committed decision that no matter what, you are going to make it happen. The second thing is what I call your BS, your belief system. Most of what we believe we can and cannot achieve in life begins and ends in our own minds. We have to believe in that confidence that we can make it, that we can make it work. 85% or it's believed 85% of the thoughts we think are negative thoughts. If that's the positive, if that's true, 
how could we possibly think or even hope to achieve anything meaningful in our lives? So one of the techniques I use with my clients is, I want you to think of your brain as a computer. If you put in the software that, that's programmed to give you doubt, uncertainty, and fear, what do you think is going to show up in your life? Doubt, of course, uncertainty, doubt, fear, uncertainty, bad and things. fear. But if you put in the software that's programmed to give you strength, courage, and victory, what do you think is going to show up? Strength, courage, and victory. Everything starts with the right mindset, no matter what it is. You build that mindset, you will build greatness. And the nice thing about success is that success is defined differently by each and every one of us. I don't know anybody from your audience, but I, what I do know is that they are champions. And champions don't wait for things to happen. They make things happen. And everyone listening to this or watching this, I know is a champion. And the third thing that you need to do is we all want satisfaction in our lives. Now, the last six letters in satisfaction is the word action. So if you want satisfaction in your life, you have to take massive action to reach that goal. No matter how small that step is, but you have to try and do something each and every day. So if you have the three D's, decisions, determine, direction, and you're committed to that, Great. Now you go to your BS, your belief system. Change your thoughts, you change your life. And after you do that, when you change your thoughts, it takes you to change it, uh, take an action. Those three things are the foundation for anyone to achieve any, almost anything in life. And isn't that amazing? It can be shrunk down to three steps. And I love when you teach correct principles that it can apply to anyone and everyone. I loved how you mentioned, you know, I don't know individually who is listening and that part doesn't actually matter because right. the part that is going to apply to you and you and you is that you are a champion and that this, this, if you apply these principles and these action steps and things are going to work. I love that. Thank I you. Love yes. That. Now you've mentioned lots of wonderful different stories. One thing is just, you were going through your three D's. It reminded me, I did check out your website and that was on one of those one minute um, MBX minutes. And I saw that video. So if anybody is listening and he wants to check out this, the website, he has these wonderful little one minute videos with just a snippet of something that you can chew on through the day and then, and then hopefully act on. I also loved if we can go back just a little bit sure. to the story of the man that you helped to be able to stop smoking, that you helped him to be able to feel empowered to do it. It wasn't that you were going to be, I'm the one who's going to fix him. It's he has the power to fix himself. And That's I'm correct. going to help him have the confidence and the tools he needs to be able to do that. And as you mentioned that, I wondered if maybe the people that he's worked with be before had that idea of, oh, you got a problem? I'm going to fix you. I'll fix you. I, I, I'm awesome. I can fix you. And the reality is we can't fix anybody, can we? That's right. And I give that gentleman all the credit. I was just the source to help him get there. But he, he gets all the credit. They, people still have to do the work. There really isn't any other way. But the thing about being a coach is it's different than being a cheerleader. You just don't say, go, go, go. And it's not like you're 
a slave master where you're trying to force somebody to do something is sort of more in the middle where you say, okay, this is the game plan. Now go do it. That's right. And I do tell my clients in the beginning, you know, whether it be the first or second uh, session, uh, I, I do ask hard questions. I don't mean to embarrass anybody uh, or to make them feel bad, but I can't sugarcoat anything. And the reason I ask tough questions is I really want people to become aware of their thinking patterns. And I really want to get to the root of the problem as to why they haven't accomplished uh, their goal. And a lot of it is really recycled thinking. So if you take away the, the negative thinking pattern and you start to introduce positive uh, images, uh, you know, visualization, positive thoughts, the results can be incredible. Now, are you going to get rid of every negative thought? No, that's, that's impossible. But the more positive you think, the less powerful the negative ones are. So it just takes time. It's like anything else, like throwing a baseball or learning how to be a cheerleader. It takes practice, practice, practice. And anybody that wants to succeed can do that. And if someone wants to succeed, succeed in something, go find somebody that's already done it. There are thousands of people who have already succeeded in what you want to accomplish. So it is possible. And for me, it just comes back to the way we think. Thinking is, is unbelievable. You change someone's thinking pattern. And what the nice thing I, I like, Linda, is when you get somebody, I get a client that is really down and out. And as we go along, you start to see the energy. You start to see the body language change. You start, it's just incredible. And when they re reach their goal, it's like, wow, that's incredible. You know, the smile on their face is, is great. If you have a second, I'll tell you an another story. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I had a woman years ago and I was a fitness trainer. At the I, I still am, but I was training her at the time. Now she was 45 years old. And one of the things I asked her, I said, when was the last time you did push-ups? And she said, oh, I haven't done push-ups since high school. I said, okay, let's set a goal for four months. I said, within four months, you're going to complete 75 push-ups, okay, with your knees off the floor. She said, that is impossible. It'll never happen. Now, if you think about her words, she already defeated herself before she even tried her first one. She also wanted to lose 20 pounds. Four months go by and we get on the scale. Not only does she lose 20 pounds, but she loses 30 pounds. Wow. And I'll never forget the day she completed 75 push-ups off her knees. And after she finished the 75th one, she dropped her knees to the floor. She looked up with this great big smile. And, she, and this is what she said to me. She said, Frank, I never thought. I could ever do something that incredible. And all I had to do was start thinking. And she had to take action, which she did. But in the very beginning, she, uh, she, she already defeated herself before she even tried one push-up. So a, a lot of our success depends on the way we think. And isn't that kind of an interesting story where the, the words at the beginning and the words at the end both match the I can't do this, this will never happen and yet somehow you got her to do the action steps in the middle and it still worked. And That's I right. imagine that once she was able to get up after that 75th push-up, she was probably thinking, wait a minute, I can. And when you stand on the scale and say, wait a minute, I did, then that can kind of help 
And I appreciate that because we have to start somewhere. I mean, definitely we want to change our thoughts. And that was another one of your little one minute videos I watched is about that the way we think is the way that we become. Right. And then, um, but we have to, we have to start somewhere. So sometimes controlling our thoughts are not as easy as controlling our bodies, like trying to do a push up. I can see it. I can measure whether or not I succeeded in doing that. Um, so if we can start with our thoughts, fantastic. If we can start with our actions, that's good too. We just have to start somewhere and then the pieces go together, right? Uh, absolutely. They go hand in hand. You have the right mindset. You, you, anybody could be unstoppable. Wouldn't that be amazing? So let's say somebody's struggling with their mindset of just, you know, this, this might work for other people, but it doesn't work for me because I can never do that. I can never do anything that amazing. What kinds of things can you do to help them change that mindset into something of, sure I can. The first thing I would ask them is, why do they think that way? Okay, I have to get to the root of the problem. You know, a lot of people have been knocked down in life and they just just don't have the, the, the energy to move forward or to think positive. They're stuck in that place. But the one thing I do uh, ask my clients or what I tell them to do is every time you start to think a negative thought, visualize a big uh, stop sign, big red stop sign on, the, on your forehead. Every single time you start a negative thought, think of that stop sign that says stop. Then rephrase it with a positive, uh, a positive quote or a positive affirmation. The other one, the other uh, technique I tell them to use or aside from a stop sign is think about a vacuum going across your forehead and just picking up all that toxic negativity. Now, everything takes time, okay? So it's all about repetition. But you also have to feel good about what you have accomplished. You know, a lot of people say, oh, well, that's easy. Well, it is easy, but it gets easier and becomes a habit the more you do it. So those two things I would tell, I would tell anybody to start out with. But for me, it's getting to the root of the problem. You know, people, like I said, people get knocked down so many times in life and they just want to give up or they're not going to be bothered. But for anybody listening to this or uh, watching this, if I could tell you, don't ever, ever, ever accept being average because you are not here to accept average. You are here to accomplish great things in your life. And it all starts with a positive mindset. Like anything else, it takes time. And that's one of the things I love about coaching, like I said, is to see the energy and the body change as we go along. But you have to really get to find out what is What's making you say this? I mean, I've had people, you know, clients that come in, they're just wiped out. They just had enough, you know, but I have to ask them the hard questions. And one of the things I get told a lot is, or I get thanked for is thank you for making me think in a different way and looking at things differently. You know, it's sometimes it's, it's the people they, that you associate with, you know, a lot of people just accept average, but nobody should ever accept average. So, if it's your environment or the people that you're with, you know, change that. Go find new friends. Find people that are positive, that that have that vision for success. I you know, so it, like it all that. starts with the mindset. It does. It does. Now, I love as you're going to find the root of the problem. And let's use for an example one of these men who ended up in prison. So we're pre-prison, not doing well. And now I've gone back and figured out my why and 
you know, maybe I was abused. Maybe I didn't have a lot of opportunities. Maybe I had this, maybe I had that. So once you find your why, how do you get from there to letting those go and saying that that's why, and not that that is my excuse? Well, you're right. You want to find out why they feel that way, but it takes a lot of questioning. I I really make my clients think because by the end, it's it's a very hard step, but I, I just, I just ask and ask and ask. And what I, I get them to do is minimize the negativity, okay, and think about the positive. So if I have a client and I ask them, you know, why do you feel this way? Okay. And they tell me, oh, it's something, you know, because of my past. But your past is over. Your past is holding you back. And your thoughts, who, who put those negative thoughts in your head? I'm not doing it. You are. So if you put those negative thoughts in there, you can certainly put positive thoughts in your head. It's going to take time, but it starts with, you know, positive affirmations. It's, it's a looking at your posture. It's smiling in the mirror every morning saying, you know what? You are a terrific person. I am going to make this work. One of the, one of the uh, exercises I use for my clients is I have them close their eyes and I have them visualize their best friend. And I, I tell them, I want you to think about and see everything that you can about your best friend. Now, imagine you wake up in the morning and your best friend is sitting right there. And your best friend says, Linda, I can't wait to see what you can accomplish today. You are just incredible. I am so excited to be with you today. So you're sitting there at breakfast. Your best friend's right there. Linda, I, you have no idea how excited I am to be here with you. You are just a wonderful woman. You both go to work. You get there, Linda, what is it the first thing you do? Let me see. Show me. I know you can do incredible things. You come home. Okay, it's time for bed. You go to bed. Your best friend is right there. And your best friend says, thank you for such a great day. You are such an incredible and beautiful woman. I just think the world of you. Now, when I tell them to open their eyes, I have them describe their best friend. And they describe somebody different. But your best friend should always be you. So if you, your best friend is, your best friend would never tell you anything negative or really hurt you. So why would you put those negative thoughts in your own mind? You have to be your own best friend. And that's a, that's a great technique. And I get a lot of people that laugh at it, but that, you know, I've had people, my clients tell me, Frank, what a, what a great way to look at it. So that's one of the things I ask them to do or we do together. I love that. A lot of times our self-talk, the things that people say to themselves, about themselves, you would never say to a friend. Of course not. You would never say, even to, you know, just a stranger, you would never say those cruel, horrible things. But somehow we think that if we say it to ourselves, then it doesn't count. It didn't hurt anybody. Well, yes, it did. It hurt me. That's right. And I love if we can treat ourselves like our best friend and become our best friend and really believe all those wonderful things about ourselves. Man, you got a cheerleader with you everywhere you go. That's right. That's That's fantastic. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I love that. Is there anything you want to make sure we cover before we close today? You know, the one thing I'm very big on is uh, self-esteem. You know, and I sometimes I sound like a broken record, but I've been doing this for many years. Uh, again, to tell your audience to never, 
ever, ever give up on themselves. They are beautiful. They are amazing. They are fantastic. And I know, I don't know them, but I do know that they have the power to, and determination to achieve victory and success in life. And never, ever give up on yourself. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for visiting with me today and sharing that fabulous wisdom. Uh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Oh, my pleasure as well. In closing, I'd like to share a quote by George Eliot. He said, it is never too late to be who you might have been. Regardless of your past, I invite you to begin today to create an amazing future. See you next time on Linda's Corner. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode of Linda's Corner, please share and subscribe to help us reach new listeners. I also invite you to check out my nonprofit, Hope for Healing, at the website hopeforhealingfoundation.org for free ebooks and other free resources to help increase happiness, build confidence and self esteem, strengthen relationships, manage stress, and calm feelings of depression and anxiety. I also invite you to grab a copy of one of my books, like Crushed A Journey Through Depression, or Amazon bestseller You Got This, an action plan to calm fear, anxiety, worry, and stress. See you next time on Linda's Corner.